Hello, friends, and welcome to the Everyday Truth Podcast with Kurt Skelly. We are here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. And we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. Right now, we're studying the book of Revelation in a series called The End is the Beginning. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. And welcome back, my friends, to our last chapter in our study of the book of Revelation. The end is the beginning. Hard to believe that we're here all the way at the end of our race, uh, the home stretch. It's been, oh, it's been a wonderful journey to travel through the book of Revelation. Uh, in honor of this last chapter, I have my Museum of the Bible mug. I don't know if you can see that. I love the logo. It's like a, a B for Bible sideways, and then it has the, like the M for museum, but it's also representative of the two tablets of the uh, Ten Commandments. So whoever designed that Museum of the Bible logo really did a super job. We are uh, in chapter number 22 and verse number one, continuing our tour of New Jerusalem. And the Bible says in verse number one, and he, so the angel that's showing John uh, all of what he's seeing, he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. So in the central part of the New Jerusalem is this water, this fountain of life emanating from the very heart of New Jerusalem, from the very throne of God. Uh, throughout the Bible, water, pure water, is a symbol of life itself and, and of the life that God gives and I, I find it interesting that the pure, clear as crystal water is emanating from the very place of God's rule and reign, that we have life in him. I think about what Jesus said to the woman at the well, that uh, out of his belly shall flow rivers of water. That If we drink of that eternal water, if we taste of Christ, uh, we have the life that he gives I think even specifically of some of the prophecies of the Old Testament. For instance, Zechariah chapter 14, or even Ezekiel uh, chapter number 47, and both of which the river that comes from the, the, the temple of God and the millennial reign will flow uh, eastward through the new rift in the Mount of Olives and go all the way to the Dead Sea, and even the Dead Sea will live with water of life. So that's not the same river here, but throughout the Bible, we see that God's blessings and God's help comes symbolized through water. I think about even in the tribulation time, how that the water supply will be compromised. And that's a symbol of God's judgment. But pure water, clear as crystal water, is a symbol of life. I like what it says. I wanted to read the verse for you in Psalm 46. This is just such a, an amazing passage of Scripture as it relates to uh, Revelation chapter 22 and verse 1. It says in uh, Psalm 46 and verse 5 that, um, let me see, I want to make sure this is the right, verse 4 rather, Psalm 46 and verse 4, there is a river the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the, mo the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God hath, 
God shall help her, and that right early. So here even the psalmist refers to a river at the throne of God, the place of God, a holy place. And this may be a reference to the river in the millennial millennium, but also may be a reference right here to this, this, this crystal flowing river out of the throne of God. Now look at verse number two. In the midst of the street of it, so the, the kind of the, the boulevard of heaven, uh, the main street of heaven, the Bible says that this river will flow in the middle of that street. So picture like a canal in uh, some beautiful European setting, uh, a river flowing in the middle. And so the, the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river was there the tree of life. So what, what a tree that, that it, its roots come from both sides of the river, almost form, forming like a canopy over the river, even over the street. Uh, there's no way for us to be able to envision properly just the magnitude of this tree or the, the luster and splendor of this tree. The Bible goes on to say in verse number two, which bear 12 manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. So this, this tree that, that is being described here is a tree that bears 12 manner of fruit, the Bible says, uh, according to her month every month. You say, well, wait a minute, Kurt, I thought that in the eternal sphere that time shall be no more. And that's true from the standpoint of the ending of time, but not necessarily from the marking of time, because the Bible indicates that it'll bring forth fruit in her months. So perhaps each month yielding a different fruit or different fruits, uh, but there will still be change and variety and seasonality in that sense in heaven. Uh, how wonderful. Sometimes we get the idea that heaven is just a place where we're all going to be able to play harps really, really well. We're going to wear togas and we're going to be laying on a cloud somewhere, but uh, with a little wreath on our head. Uh, that's actually the picture of the little Caesar pizza man. But no, no, heaven is going to be a place of activity and a place uh, of, of intrigue. I think even a place of exploration. And the Bible says here in verse number uh, two that here's this tree of life. Now that should bring all of our minds back to the beginning of the Bible. So here we are at the end of the Bible talking about the tree of life. But is it not interesting that at the very beginning of the Bible, when there was also perfection, when there was also paradise, that God put man and woman in a garden and Eden a paradise without sin, without uh, the compromise and, and destruction and deficiencies that sin brings. And there was the tree of life in the middle of the garden. And there was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in the middle of the garden. And God specifically prohibited Adam and Eve from eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And of course, we know the story that they violated that prohibition. And their eyes were opened, not because necessarily that there was some kind of a special concoction of chemicals in that fruit, just the fact that their eyes were opened that, oh, this is what it's like to be our own God. Oh, this is what it's like to feel shame. Oh, this is what it's like to rebel, 
There was a, a, a knowledge now, a choice for evil, and they could not have known that experientially until they did it. I remember what God said uh, to the angel that Adam and Eve then needed to be banished from the Garden of Eden, and even the cherubim came and guarded the entrance. Why? Because they were not permitted to eat of the tree of life. Because apparently, if they had eaten of the tree of life, they would not have died physically. And their the sin curse and all of the, the compounding negative interest of sin over these many years would simply would simply be true for eternity. How awful would that have been? So an act of mercy, really, to say that mankind now will die, but God is going to give him the opportunity for eternal life, for another option, for a redemption choice. And so uh, here we find the tree of life again, but the gates aren't guarded. There's no flaming sword cherubim guarding the gates of the New Jerusalem because now man has been redeemed. Now the choice has been made to identify with Christ and redemption is ours and eternal life has been gifted. What a, what a privilege uh, to see this tree of life again accessible, the fruit now in, almost inviting us to come. And then the Bible says, and the leaves as the healing of the nations. So remember, this is after the millennium. Uh, the Gentile world has been invited into the blessings of Israel, and there's healing. Uh, where on earth there is division, and there are borders, and there are jealousies, and there is competition. So in heaven, all of that uh, will, will, be, uh, will be gone, and there'll be healing. Uh, both among the nations, and health given to all people. Why? Because God has provided life. We see life in the river that comes out of the throne of God, life that flows down the central avenue of heaven, a life that comes from its source, Jesus, the Lamb, life that exists in the tree that is now offered freely to all men and women uh, of all ages. What a place. Uh, this place will be uh, the New Jerusalem. I think we're going to stop right there. I do want to talk about verses three through five. I know it's a little bit early to, to quit for today, uh, but rather than uh, rather than get, go too far, let's go ahead and stop right now. Uh, we'll jump into verse number three next time. Hey, thanks for joining us. It's a privilege that you would uh, be a part of these podcasts. If you do uh, feel uh, that you can do this, I'd love for you to leave a review. And let let uh, others know that this podcast has been a blessing to you. And I think that'd be a blessing. Uh, well, it certainly would be a blessing to me. So thank you uh, for listening. Uh, God bless you, my friends. We'll see you next time. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.